At Design Centre Chelsea Harbour, it's never been easier to discover what's happening in the world of design. Head to SW10 and you can browse 600 of the world's most prestigious brands in 120 showrooms, all under one roof. And it's not just for the professionals. If you need help and advice, there's a concierge desk and even a personal shopping service. But I think rooms have a lifespan, you know. I think that when we install them, that's the first round. Then it will take the layering of, you know, the owner's touch and then sometimes our touch if they want it to, to, to pull it all together. But an, a room without art for me just doesn't have any soul. Hello, I'm Carol Annett from Country and Townhouse magazine. Welcome to the House Guest podcast, where I chat with experts from the world of interior design and decoration, the people behind the houses and hotels you see in glossy magazines like ours. Some of the names will be familiar and others may be less so, but I'm sure you'll recognise the hotels and restaurants they've designed. And if you're in the middle of your own building project or restyle, maybe you'll pick up some tips for yourself. If you listen on the Entel app, there's more information and images on the projects and places mentioned. Natalia Mia is an architect and designer whose Cuban heritage influences the jewel box interiors she creates for a global clientele. She studied art history, has an MA in architecture, and cut her teeth within the design industry before stepping out on her own in 2016. Welcome, Natalia. Thank you, Carol. Now, you call yourself an atelier. Explain to me why you're an atelier as opposed to a studio. I thought the word atelier was the perfect way to express my vision that what we actually do is um, we're a workshop, a workshop of creativity is how I've always described it. Um, I think it it puts a sort of a practical and hands-on spin. There's a a handmade connotation to the word atelier which I liked because um, what, what we're trying to do in each and every project that we undertake is to create something that's one of a kind, that's very individual, and, uh, and not have a house style. And I thought the word atelier really expressed that most clearly. And I, when I think of your interiors, the, the word maximalism comes to mind. It's um, a just beautiful um, pattern and colour and a vibrancy and intriguing textures like mohair, embroidered raffia, hammered metallics. I mean, is it fair to say you, um, you, that's where your heart is? You're not, not really a neutrals girl? No, I'm not a neutrals girl. In fact, you describe what I aspire all my projects to have, which is a very tactile, warm quality with a lot of play of texture and color and materials. So no, I'm not a neutrals girl. I can do it if, if asked. And, um, but I think, you know, I, I always say that I find most of my inspiration for the color palettes and the material palettes in nature. And, you know, Mother Nature is not a neutral girl. I mean, yeah. you, look at the, you look at the colors and the sky and the forests and, and, and plants and in flowers. And, and I think um, it, it goes against my nature, no pun intended, to be a neutral girl. But it's very much that your interiors are, they have an easy glamour. They're certainly not, um, I mean, there, there, is a, there is a quietness to them. They're not, even though you, you, your love of animal print too. Mm. Do you use animal print in every space you design? Probably. <laughs> we, use, we use such a mishmash of prints. But um, 
I think I think what anchors all of my work is that I try and create a home. And when you try and create a home, that means that as glamorous as the spaces hopefully are, you have um, comfortable, uh, soft fabrics that you sit on, deep seating, all of that, that makes it actually really, really cozy. Um, I don't like those pristine interiors where you just can't sit anywhere. Um, I, I've said before that I like my interiors to be uh, spaces where you feel at home in a cocktail dress or in jeans and you know uh, slippers and I think that's really true because that's how I like to live I like things to be beautiful but also very 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 cozy and relaxing so um, yeah funnily enough even rooms that I know I've done with a lot of color and texture have kind of a homey serene feel when you're in them um, which is which is wonderful. It's what we it's what we want. And what about if if you're if you're dealing with a quite a tight budget, where would you suggest that people splash splash their cash if there's a if there's an opportunity? For me, quality is something that you really should not compromise. And so, if I had to design a room with a very limited budget, the fabrics would be top quality because you know you can't you can't mask that. Um, and you know whatever whatever we buy would be of the best quality for the budget. I'd rather under furnish a room with wonderful pieces than just finish it with 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 a bunch of, of cheap <laughs> cheap stuff. Yeah. Um, I you know I love wallpaper. I think it's very much a hallmark of the work we do. But that's a place to cut. You know you can do wonderful things with a great paint. Um, and but don't skimp on the quality of the fabrics. I would say. Tell us about some of the projects that you're currently involved with. I'm always excited by my most recent project, and 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 on the drawing board per se, it, you know, to, so to speak, in our office, we've got um, a number of projects. A lot of them around the world. We're just wrapping up a project um, that we're loving in Switzerland, actually, in in, in San Moritz, for a lovely couple who love neutrals. <laughs> so <laughs> that's been an How interesting. How did they find you? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's it's funny. I do think I do think uh, design ends up being um, you 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 are appointed based on on your connection to people obviously your reputation and so forth but they have to like you and and we've you know we've interpreted their brief of, of something warm and cozy but you know that expresses the neutrality that they like so we're working on that I've also been um, working in, a, in Ibiza for the last few years on, on what I think is one of my favorite projects you know full of color full of full of pattern full of texture um, is that a residence or a is residence that a this is a private home um, for a UK-based family, and, and and it's it's one they'll spend a lot of time in. Um, we have a number of projects in London as well, and a lot of work in New York. We're actually doing a lot of projects in New York, and I just got back from five energizing days there, because if there was ever a place that was full of inspiration in terms of just the access to great design in all forms, it's New York. And, um, and of course, we always have some projects in Miami, which is my hometown. And um, so it keeps me busy and it keeps me, you know, with a lot of air miles under my belt. Um, and what about your own home? Are you, do you, you have a London base, presumably? I do, I do. That's my primary base. And is that, describe, us, describe to us my a little home, bit of how you live. Um, I hope I live in a, 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 
a smaller version of what I do for my clients. But <laughs> um, no, I think I think what what it, it's the home I love best because it's mine, and I have nothing in my home, not a single painting or piece of furniture, or um, or or picture frame. Although I don't have many of those, that doesn't have some sort of meaning for me. I don't just buy for the sake of buying. So I would say my house is very much defined by my art collection, which is primarily contemporary Cuban, which connects to my heritage. Um, wonderful fabrics, um, a lot of color. But funnily enough, everyone always comments on how much more restrained my own home is mm. <laughs> than what I do for my clients. Yeah, I think because it's a canvas, I'm always I'm always testing things there. Yeah. And uh, but there's a lot of pink in it. I'll tell you that much, really? which is new. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have put, I wouldn't have kind of... Because, yeah, I'm not that kind of girl, right? I don't well, I don't know. I, I would have kind of thought, if you'd said sort of squid ink blue or, or something kind of more dramatic, but yeah. I, I just don't think of you as a, as a as a pink girl. I mean, we're sitting here drinking pink champagne, which I know, is fine. which is very much... <laughs> which is very you. It is, that is, that is very <laughs> it's me. It's quite me too. <laughs> it's you too. That's why we get along so well. Um, pink is my favorite color for objects, but I never knew I'd loved it in interiors, but you're absolutely really? right. My bedroom is squidding. I don't know if okay, that, you got okay. it right. My bedroom, I mean, I, I sleep in a almost black bedroom, uh, which is wonderful and cozy, and it has a lot of beautiful works of art and um, but the sitting room has a pink velvet sofa and a beautiful, Fantastic. you know, pink and cream silk rug. And um, no, it is it is sort of mad. But but then the art is quite intense and serious. And, and I think that is a, it works. You know, it's a good foil to it. It's it's the least feminine expression of pink I've ever seen, perhaps. But um, you'll have to come over and I'd you'll have to, to see it. And Can't so wait. tell me, tell me a little bit about Cuba and, and how it's kind of um, affected your your design do you know the, the 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 idea the fact the reality of Cuba has always been such a factor in, in my life because um, my family left Cuba at the beginning of the revolution so we we always think of ourselves as living in a very happy exile but but Cuba which is the home country is not one that we have had access to on a regular basis so you never actually lived there your parents never. lived there Never. I visited a number of times. We still have family there, but but uh, you know they they left at the beginning of the revolution and, and and went to live in the United States, and then in Mexico where I was born, and now they're back in Miami. But Cuba has always been this sort of mythical. I, I don't want to call it an idea because it's a tangible. It's a you know it's a place, but um, our traditions. I mean, I I grew up in a bubble of. A lot of Cubans in exile, so all of my friends growing up and our family friends growing up, we were a number of Cubans growing up in Miami. And when I've, whenever I've been there, I, I'm always surprised by how at home I feel and how um, Cubans will come up and chat with me and say, well, you're obviously Cuban. You know, you look very really? Cuban, and even though nobody really thinks a red-headed, sort of pale-skinned woman is a Cuban, <laughs> but, but I, I am actually very Cuban. So I think that there's, you know, Cuba, Havana in particular, if you've been, is an extraordinarily beautiful city that combines natural beauty and, and just extraordinary architecture. Um, and I think uh, there's, a, there's a, a wonderful way that European architectural styles were interpreted in a Caribbean way, and that contextualism 
that you find in Havana is something that I like to think my interiors have. Wherever we're working, we try and find a contextual anchor or something that roots the design to its place. Um, and I think that, you know, it's funny, things just get under your skin, and obviously Cuba's always been under my skin. And art-wise, are there, do you find the artists there, or you uh, hear about them, or, I mean, do, do you buy f when you're in Cuba, or do you buy them from artists who are... All over, really. I mean, there are a lot of Cuban artists who work, you know, in the diaspora, as we Cubans say, um, there are a lot of Cuban artists who are working in Europe, a lot in Madrid, actually. Um, I've certainly gone to a number of artist studios in, in, in Havana when I've been there, a lot working in the U.S., a lot in Mexico, all, all places I've lived in. Um, I buy contemporary Cuban art just because I think perhaps because I live in London most of the time, which is far from home, the collection reminds me of my roots. And I think it's nice when you're, everything in your house has, expresses your personal narrative. Every, every you know, painting or phot photograph or work of art I have at home, you know, there's some interest, there's some knowledge of the artist, there's something that resonates with, with what I love. Art is very much, um, very important in your spaces as well. The, the, when, you, when you start a new project, do you consider the art straight away, the, what's going to hang on the walls, the, how, what people, are, what your clients are drawn to? Because presumably after, you, after finishing the interiors, if they then start putting in you need to know what art afterwards. It doesn't quite work. You need to know what you're dealing with, don't you? Yeah, I mean, funnily enough, I think it works in both ways. Uh, very often, if we're working with a collector who has quite an extensive um, um, collection or variety of art, I like to see it very early on. And even though we may not know exactly where each piece is going to hang when you, when you, when you finish the room, we have a sense of what the collection is about and what would complement that. Um, but I actually think it's rather, you know, I've, I, wonderful to have a contrast in the interior to the art that, that we hang in that room. I like to, I, I've always found it a very sort of odd interior designy thing to match um, the art to the interiors. I think art is its own thing and it brings soul and character to a room. Um, what happens more often, Carol, is that we will tweak the room after we've hung the art. And so yeah. we just finished a beautiful, beautiful sitting room in Miami, shades of blues and greens and grays, really stunning. And then when we hung the art, there was a wonderful, wonderful canvas by a Cuban artist that had a lot of peach and yellow. And um, we added some cushions and we added a funky bench that, that drew out those colors. But I think rooms have a lifespan, you know? I, I think that when we install them, that's the first round. Then it will take the layering of, you know, the owner's touch and then sometimes our touch if they want it to, to, to pull it all together. Um, but an, a room without art for me just doesn't have any soul. So we try not to do those if yeah. we can avoid it. Would you have a, a favorite type of client? If, I mean, would it be a, an estate in Scotland or is a, uh, something that you'd really love to get your hands on? Is it, is it an old property or a modern penthouse at the top of a skyscraper or is this something well, we're about to do one of those which is exciting a modern a modern penthouse in a skyscraper in new york um all of everything you've said excites me i mean i think if you love design as i do you know they're all exciting the dream commission for me is 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 um 
a hotel in Havana. That, that I've always <laughs> said that. That truly, I will do that at some point. But you know, today, um, yeah, I'd love to do an estate an estate in Scotland. And I think you know that would just be an opportunity for me to know more about the history of the place and the materials that are typical in the place. Um, like when we started the project in Ibiza, which we've been doing almost since I launched my company, it was one of the first commissions we got. Um, we spent hours, not to say, you know, weeks researching Ibisenko architecture, materials that can be found there, because I, I don't like pastiche. I like things yeah. that, I like interiors that have a connection to the context. So um, I think probably the thing that would excite me least is just a, you know, a modern box without any architectural character. I could do it, but I think I'd love, I'd love to be a custodian of a particular time period for a building something that's been around for ages and then you know someone would rip it out in 150 years and maybe keep the wallpaper because it was really good <laughs> and build on that and I think that would be fun and you're also quite passionate about the young up-and-coming designers as well I am I think I think it's um, I, actually that's an interesting that's an interesting topic which is that you know I think London is such a vibrant and exciting city and I'd like to um, I'd like for the sort of young and up and coming and next generation of designers and interior design to have a bit more of a of, of, of a profile or a presence or um, a, you know see see you know what the next thing is in 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 UK interiors which I think is um, is uh, something for us to focus on as, a, as an industry you know what 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 comes next and, and who who's next what about collaborations because um, you've done a few in the past I have. I love collaborating because I think design is a very collaborative process. Yeah. Um, you know, I have ideas, but to take that idea and make it a reality requires a lot of people. Yeah. Whether it's a coffee table or um, a special wallpaper or, um, you know, you name it, somebody has to make it happen. So I, I'd like to think that the, the craftspeople. Uh, that I work with um, know uh, that you know we've been building these relationships over a number of years and they take my ideas and make them better so I think that's great um, in terms of a collaboration I've enjoyed I've, I've done some really fun things with Fromental uh, the wallpaper company and we did a really wonderful room last year um, a media room where we upholstered the walls and the ceiling in velvet hand gilded hand painted velvet oh, that with, was at Holiday Home that was at Holiday yeah. Home and and in fact, talking about white boxes, I mean, there wasn't a great deal in that room no. before you got there, it's and true. you completely and utterly transformed <laughs> it. <laughs> it was. I mean, I think taking it to the ceiling took it to a new level. But but yeah, I mean, it, that was um, a really architecturally boring space. Yeah. And so and and a media room as well. So a media room is something that you use primarily in the dark or in very dim lighting. So. That wasn't a place to put your, you know, super fancy Anselm Kiefer painting. You might not put it there. So we wanted the walls and the ceiling to make the statement to be the art. And so loving the work of, of you know, Elana Tsui and, and Gustav Klimt, who do very tactile, obviously in different time periods, Elana Tsui today, Klimt obviously in, you know, last century, worked in really tactile ways with materials and since we were doing a wall covering it was the same thing so we hand painted it we embroidered pom-poms on it carol i mean that you know that thing was designed to within an inch of its life but it just it looked <laughs> sensational yeah. it really did 
And, and that's a room which I love, that when people were in there, I said, in spite of all of the intricacy, it just feels so calm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's extraordinary. I get the idea with you, Natalia. You always make, make me think that you dream big. You know, I don't get the feeling that you ever kind of have little dreams. Everything is on an, on a big scale. So when you're um, dreaming big at home, is it, you talked about jeans or cocktail dress. Are you in your jeans or your cocktail dress? Probably jeans. I dream big, <laughs> I dream big, but I execute it in a sort of hopefully uh, relaxed way. But yeah, go big or go home, Carol. Yay. <laughs> Natalia, thank you so much. That was really fascinating. Thank you. I love spending time with you. Thank you, Especially Carol. We have a glass of champagne. Cheers. Always. Cheers. Thanks for listening to House Guests from Country and Townhouse magazine with me, Carol Annett. Don't forget to subscribe to the series on iTunes or Entail, where you can also find images, links and notes to enhance each episode. In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram at Carol W. Annett. And keep up to date on all the podcast news and show notes online at countryandtownhouse.co.uk slash podcast. Tune in next week when I meet Timothy Corrigan, a name which has been on most of the design world's best designer lists. His interiors mix European elegance and California cool. Do take a look at Design Centre Chelsea Harbour's website at dcch.co.uk or why not head there yourself to SW10. Nowhere else will you find such a high concentration of design's biggest names helping to shape the luxury interiors of today. Mm